right we're recording. Okay, excellent, excellent. So. Okay, so let's talk about, today we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about stuff, guys. Special, special edition vehicles, one-off vehicles, wild production run vehicles, specifically, specifically, who they're geared towards and what their actual purpose is because I feel like they're just marketing campaigns on like a small scale. So so can you give an example and can we like Yeah, a 1996 Harlequin. A ni- okay. Or let's say That's a good a, example cuz cuz I don't want to like I don't want to talk like Let's say the Do- also like the Dodge Demon Red Eye Hellcat Twin Supercharged okay. V8 whatever Scat Pack Jump yep. rope edition, because I, I don't want to talk like Ferrari or Lamborghini or like other weird, my very small car company. Yeah, those are very niche cars those, in, to yeah. begin with. But I'm I get, talking like yeah, I'm okay. talking like when Ford makes, big OEs. Yeah, and yeah, they make okay. like this one model run of their like we're making a. The, I, I'm thinking also of the Ford Cobra Jet yeah. that wasn't street legal. Yeah, that they sold at Ford dealers. Yeah. Like, who was that for? I think you're going to be, well, I mean, for the Harlequin and the Dodge, even the Hellcat, it's all it's all the same reason, and it's really boring, and you already kind of hit it on the hammer there. Is it? It's marketing. It's 100% marketing. There's even, like, like Tim, Tim Kuntz or Tim, oh. who, he's the brand CEO of Dodge, has, has said that, right? He said that. He's like we the the Hellcats they they bring people into the Dodge dealerships and then they can sell them a V6 Challenger. So they so okay so that was kind of my question. They make the Hellcat to get people in the door. They make the Harlequin to get people in the door. Yeah, or to give something to talk about buzz, right? I mean, they rebranded Dodge completely around Hellcats and muscle cars. I mean, the whole idea is that every Dodge that they sell is now a muscle car, hmm. right? Because you know the Durango's on its with, way out, and and they were know. doing that without the thought of. They were doing that with the thought in their head that not every person that's going to come in here is going to buy a seven hundred horsepower. Yeah, charger. they're pl- they're going to buy like yeah. a four cylinder EcoBoost or whatever you guys have. We, we I mean we do have those now, but um, well. The cha- the hell okay so the, so the Hellcats but are- the market but the but the Harlequin specifically doesn't seem as like uh, yes it got people in the door yeah. but they didn't even sell well so it's like yeah. that was that were they willing to take a two hundred sixty four car loss to get well, people but, in the door but I mean this is a hard thing for us to comment on but like what was VW in nineteen ninety four. Right was was VW what we okay nineteen ninety six, you know was VW what we think you know because I don't think it like here we can no it was failing it was on its way out it was failing VW sales numbers right so like that got people to remember oh there's this weird car we can go see or you like you know you drive by a dealership there's a fucking Harlequin sitting there I'm like what the fuck is that wiki it just seems like. It just seems like they were willing to accept a 264 car loss to try and get people in the door. Yeah, that's not seems, that many, though. 
I know, but it seems kind of wacky still, right? Because no. like a Challenger, they can make the 700-horsepower car and someone will buy it. But with the Harlequin, someone didn't buy it. They had to paint one, one or two of them solid colors to get them sold. Like they had to paint them well, but that, all one color to get them sold, and then they got sold as a Harlequin, even though it was all one color. And then someone later changed it back to a Harlequin. Hilarious. I wonder who, um, like, paid for that, right? Because, like, you know, because of the dealership model, the dealers buy cars. Yeah, you know, and well, they were I'm, probably. I'm told. sure the dealer paid for it because they wanted to get rid of it. They'd had it in inventory so long. Um. They were like, let's paint this under a tent in the parking lot with a brush. Yeah, so, so but like that really didn't put VW at any odds. Well, that's true. I guess the dealer still sold it, but. Well, even so, I mean, they just pissed their dealer off. Even if the dealer, like, you know, the car dealerships don't care if the dealers sell it at the end of the day. I mean, they got to continue selling, so they continue buying, but, you know, one car doesn't sell, they don't really care. That's true. This is true. And I, okay, so other than the Harlequin, what's another kind of example? Because the Hellcat well, I, is a really bad example because it is. Well, I was talking about the Hellcat that was specific, the one that the one that apparently they that dealers were marking up to some outrageous price because it was so rare to get or something like that. Yeah, but then here we are talking about Dodge. We're going to say Dodge like three times and Hellcat yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Right. But that – I – I okay, if that's the purpose to get people to talk about it, I get it. Yeah, that's – But really I wasn't like, oh, man, those dealers are marking those Hellcats up so much money because they're so rare. That I think I'll go buy a regular Challenger today. That didn't make me want to buy anything, you know? Well, but when was the last time you bought a new car? Well, I've never bought a new car. That's my you, point, though. You're a bad – no one nobody has, nobody no cares one has what made, Mike Krause wants. No one has made an ad. Yeah. That's made me be like, "Oh, I really want to go get that." Yeah, but like there's not an ad that would make you do that and you're not their target audience. Right? Their their target audience is people who will go I and I take that I take that back. There's one ad that I saw. It was a Volkswagen ad for the Spectrum colors that made me want to buy one. The Spectrum Colors. What yeah, so, the fuck are you talking about? So Volkswagen of America made... You could buy Golf R in these really rare colors for okay. just a limited amount of time. And this that was like the only years time, ago? Yeah, this would have been two years ago. Okay, yeah, I remember this. The only time I considered buying a new car was then. Because it was like every car was its own color. Yeah, you could pick a color, and then once you picked that color, it was off the record. That's like a... I mean... That's okay. the only time so, when so, I was like, dang, that would be actually pretty sick, and I kind of want to do that because I can literally pick any color. But is that a big deal now? Like, are those cars even a big deal? Yeah, they're like a, a huge big deal now. Okay. Like, they do an event, the Spectrum event, and it's okay. just those cars. But, I mean, I guess in terms of, of like, of these kind of vehicles – from a from like a from a from a high level standpoint from like a consumer level standpoint that seems like a not a great marketing campaign like it it, 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 it works for a Volkswagen enthusiast 
That's what I was at. That was but, also part of my question. Is it directed towards regular people or is some of this stuff directed towards enthusiasts to get them excited about the brand again? So I think, well, I think the Hellcat's a really bad example for this because I think the Hellcat was just so successful at everything. Any, I mean, I, I don't think there's a single, single thing you could say that the Hellcat was, I, I don't know what you could say the Hellcat is bad at. From a, turning, but that's about it. I don't. I don't even think they're that bad at turning, but I mean, compared to like an SRT4 Neon, yeah, maybe it's a lighter car. But 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 from a marketing uh, sales and like, yeah, because c- c- the Hellcat never lost money. It made just gobbles of money. Just the things were pure profit, and then. Um, and then it, it did everything they wanted it to do. It gets people it gets people to buy V6 Chargers and Challengers. Yeah, you, those... you, because I think that's the other successful part of it is if you have a vehicle like that, and we'll come back to the, the Spectrum thing, but if you have a vehicle like that, I think the vehicle that people who aren't going to afford that, that, that special model. The spec, are, yeah. Are that What they're going to end up test driving and they can afford has to be a good vehicle. Has to be like a has to be a fun like if 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 the if the special car is a fun vehicle then the, the the car that they need to be pushed into needs to be a fun car. And I think if you drive a you know, a Charger or a Challenger with yeah. today's engines, they're they're great yeah. cars. So so then I pitched to you the Ford Mustang Cobra Jet. Okay. Which came with a parachute and yeah. slicks and skinny yeah. front tires and no street legal ability the auto industry was much different back then but that this isn't back then this was while i worked at ford like four years ago when was this oh i guess i guess even gm did that kobo and stuff yeah and that's what i'm saying i don't understand who those were were those for enthusiasts to get them excited about the brand was that for the press just to get the press to talk oh they're making the kobo again oh they're making the cobra jet or was that just like the engineer's wet dream that made it out the door no, I, I, so, I mean, there Some is a design certain de- team just got hard and well, was like, yeah, this is going to be sick. I mean, I mean, there is a certain degree of there are brand managers and product managers who, if they have enough passion for it and they can make the business case for it, it happens. And, and those like those Kobos and I don't remember, I don't remember the Ford Cobra jet that was sold recently. I'm trying to think of what year it was. I think I, it was. But I know, like the the Kobo Camaro, right? You they, they they redid those ten years back now, and those are like, but 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 there's not a lot of downside to those cars, right? Because you know they're on chassis that have already been developed, and it's yeah, just putting it a bunch of aftermarket parts on it. It was a 2018 non-street legal Ford Cobra Jet. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if those have to like pass emissions and safety requirements. Limited edition turnkey race car that honors the 50th anniversary. The Cobra Jet makes its public debut in 2018 at the Woodward Dream Cruise. I mean, I I think there's also a certain. So you were even of, there. You were even there for that. I was, and I never remembered it. Saw it. It's not a Hellcat. It's Hellcat is probably all end up being like a case study for this example, but. I'm trying to think of other ones that because the Harlequins one that we all know about. Well, like my other example in the notes was the W8 Passat. Okay. That, but we but we du- know specific. where that came from. 
we know where that and the Phaeton and the Touareg all came from. I mean, because because none of these none of these cars coming out of uh, which 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 guy was it? What was his name? Um, Who's these were his brain children? I don't know what you're talking about. Ferdinand, not Ferdinand. The Porsche guy. He ran. I think maybe I think his name was Ferdinand. His last name was like Pierce. Oh, Pierce. yeah, Pierce. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. But but whoever. So so I mean, this was the CEO. I mean, I mean, Alfa Romeo is the same way. So yeah. So VW had the dub. I'm gonna assume the W8 Passat falls into this category. The Fate 10 falls into this category. The Touareg falls into this category of these. Of these, Pierce, yeah, P I E C H Pierce. Of these like ideas that a CEO a CEO believes to be true, right? He wants to show off the prestige of his car company through these cars, even though they're not necessarily going to make money. I mean, Sergio did that with Alfa Romeo. I mean, Alfa I mean, Romeo is not like some brand that's been brought back to life and is you know huge profit center. I see what you're saying because they did still sell. It's not like they didn't sell; they still sold them. Yeah. It's just like like, I think the numbers on a W8 Passat manual wagon were like, yeah. in the twenties. Okay. But 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 just, like but there was no nothing about a W8 Passat manual wagon is unique. Like it's not like. Those twenty vehicles are the only place that a wagon exists, or a wagon Passat exists, that that transmission exists, yeah. or that double W eight exists. So in, in in my mind, they're not. It's not even that special of a car because it's just snapped together parts. Yeah. Other than they had just W eight specific stuff, headlights, taillights, stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean that's relatively. But but, even, but I mean how actually, many W eights all together? I take that back. Actually, W eight themselves were a different chassis than a regular Passat. I, and I only just, say that I only say that because I know because I had to do an entire chassis harness on one and it does not have a pass-through rear seat like all the other Passats oh, do and it has well yeah but they all have that but it oh, doesn't okay. have a pass-through seat for rigidity okay and it has a spare fuel tank where the spare tire is supposed to go it's just Again, I, I, I think that falls into, especially to that level, like, that guy's just insane. Like, I mean, the, the whole Phaeton. The Phaeton is very unique, right? So, like, there's the there's your next step. Here's an entire car built around this idea of right. VW majesty. Right. It's just, it just seems strange that they would, that car companies would build one Cars for like press, which I guess they do all the time, which is what a concept basically is. But to make a large number of them, larger than one, I suppose, would be what I'm saying. Yeah, but like, I mean, I think that's the... Like anybody, any car company can make a a concept. That's not a problem. I have no problem with that. Yeah. The problem I have is when they make like these weird, like, let's go back to the 80s. I'm thinking of like a, I'm thinking of a Chrysler... God, what is it called? It's like a Chrysler New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Maserati. Oh, the the 
the TC Maserati by Chrysler or like the Chrysler yeah. TC by Maserati. Yeah. It's Chrysler TC by Maserati. Yeah, that's like, just I don't know what that was. Yeah. And then they they did somebody else did like a Don Formaggio edition or something. You know, they just had like all these weird obscure But, but I think there's a big difference between like specialty trim packages um and custom built and custom cars. built cars. Like I I know this cuz I don't know. We're getting really bad at it. But like there's all these different I mean it's every week they introduce some new trim to a Ram or a, a, yeah. a Wrangler. Like when, what is a like what is the Warlock? What is that? I don't understand what that is. It's some stickers and probably maybe a different seat cover. But like for why though? Well, they made a Warlock in the 70s. Okay, okay. See, I have no connection to that, so I had no idea what this even was. Yeah, so so they sell, I mean, some stickers and seat covers. Although I I've actually talked with the 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 guy who is like the head of design for seats in North America, and he's like it's killing us. It's just insanity, you know, because they just because they always like to put the thing. They always change something on the seats, like the color of the stitching on the seats or something nonsensical like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like you're doing that for like very limited, but but they're doing it so that they can every week or every couple weeks they're in Motor Trend or just they're on somebody's page saying we're releasing this new model and yeah. it's just a trim level right it's just a but it allows them to be in the because like you're <coughs> saying it's not uniquely like a different truck it's still the same chassis still the same tunnel still the same drivetrain yeah. still the it's not uniquely different other than they've just put they've changed a couple variables here and there. yeah i mean that's i mean that's what they did with that i mean that's what that was like right hellcat came out in 2014 so and then like 2016 we had the demon and then like, and then they did a wide body that wasn't yeah. a Hellcat, but it was a wide body another two years right. later. Which I've seen that, yeah. And then another two years later, they did the Hellcat Demon Red Eye. You know, it's like you do these things so that every so often you're in, like, everyone's talking about Hellcats again. You get people back in the dealership, you sell. So maybe this conversation is very uniquely Harlequin. I. I... Because I that, think the Harlequin because that really doesn't make any sense because it wasn't like they they there wasn't a way that they could have done that where it was really easy. Not not really because all they did was they painted them one color and then they re put them back together. You know they took the parts away and put them back together in a different way. You think that's what they did? You think they made yeah yeah two hundred and sixty four of cars and then they just mixed them all up? Yeah, that's how they did it. Okay. I they mean, painted them. They all know. came off the. They, they got. They came out of paint, all one color, and, and then, then they, they just moved the. Up. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah. I thought they had a specific body code, and then they took panels that they had already painted and put them on as they were assembling the car. No, I think they did them all in. Because in I don't series. think this production line for the Mark Threes was as sophisticated as what you're saying. What do you mean? Well, it doesn't have to be that sophisticated to pull this off. It's actually easier if it's not that I know, but I don't think I don't think that, that that's how I I just don't see that's how it went down because I don't see the factory I, paying someone to take cars apart. Well, but it's not like I they, think t- they but, were, but they but they do that anyways with cars. Like the doors don't stay on the car. 
the doors aren't when you paint a car it, well, it depends on what cars but but sometimes the parts are just sitting on the thing and they all get paint at the same time so they can get all you know get in all the edges and everything but yeah. it's all gets laid down at the same level and exist and then the the, the parts I, I mean in mo- modern plants the parts then get picked off and will go to like you know doors will go to sub assembly or something and then they'll right, come right, back right. later see i didn't think ours got painted together at all i some plants you know might not do it that way but i know some do Okay. Like okay. I, I don't know. I, I think bumpers might yeah. be the bumpers. Definitely don't because GM had a recall, not a recall, but a campaign where they were like saying, "Yeah, your front bumper's not gonna match on your Trailblazer because your Trailblazer was built in Canada and your bumper was painted in Mexico, yeah. and they're shipped them to get up here and they don't, and none of them match. You can look it up. None of them match. And yeah, they I would come that. back. People would come back every week, and they were like, "Yeah, that's normal." I'd believe that on any part that wasn't metal but the metal parts for for some reason it's like the only for the most part it's like the only it's the main part that all of the car companies have held on to doing is anything metal stamping related and it's because these bumpers were plastic and made in mexico they were painted and then shipped to canada and assembled on the trailblazer yeah they never matched that's just a shame because i was there when those were coming out new and people were like why does this not match? And they're like, yeah, that's... that's it's the special edition. Yeah. It's the Trailblazer Rocky Front Bumper Edition. But, like... So, back to the Harlequin, though. But, like, if you were in 1996, and you were driving around, and you saw this Harlequin-colored vehicle at a car dealership sitting on the lot, like, if you know, all the okay. people who drive by Schwar every day. There's people See, who drive by Schwar every day... And don't fucking care that it's a VW dealership or even know that it's yeah. a VW dealership. But right, if they drove right. by it one day and there's a fucking Harlequin out front, they'd be like, what the fuck is that? And they'd want to go see or they'd, you know, you'd catch the one person who's buying a car that day. It'd be like a zoo animal sitting out front. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's something because I, I feel like it, it's something to like remind people that Volkswagen existed, right? Because when most people think Volkswagen, they think don't own Volkswagens. Yeah. They think bugs, and they're usually yeah. brightly colored. Bugs, yeah. Hippies. Buses. Right? So, well, everyone had a bug. Everyone had a bug or a bus or, or whatever. And uh, it's, it's just a matter of, yeah, having something that's similar to that. So it's literally the whole thing is marketing, all of them. I would say for the most part. I would say yes. Huh. It seems so strange. It just seems like... Why? No, I don't know. I guess... Do you know how much money car companies spend on marketing a year? Or on yeah. a, in a quarter? That, that brings up a good question. This brings up another good topic. Because Ford, GM, yeah. Chevy, Volkswagen, Hyundai, specifically Hyundai... Specifically, Hyundai and Kia, who have just been blowing the water out of marketing, because that's the only stuff I get on yeah. YouTube and regular TV now is Hyundai and Kia commercials. It's probably because they're the only ones. That, well, it's probably because all the other car companies have stopped buying ads because there's no cars to sell. Because also, I know this. So, because uh, of the chip thing, the chip? second quarter of 2020, when we were in the midst of COVID, so we went into COVID. And they canceled all the all the ad buys. 
And for the whole quarter, I believe we ran without ads or without any marketing. And they Aside s- from local marketing. Uh, I don't even – Because Baxter no idea. was running like some Warlock special. That's the right, only reason maybe. I know about the Warlock because they kept saying like, get a Warlock edition today for $1.99 delivered. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they were still trying to sell cars, but they wanted to reduce it a whole bunch and, you know, just whatever. But we, it, in that one quarter, I think it was reported somewhere that they saved $3 billion. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And I think we, we only lost like two. So, we, like, it was one of those things where we lost $2 billion in sales. But we saved a billion not we saved, running ads. What well, we saved three billion not running ads. We made a billion dollars in profit doing nothing. Yeah. Just selling the other stuff without ads. So this raises my other question. And that's in a quarter. That's only in a quarter of a year. How does Tesla is Tesla is their entire marketing strategy word of mouth and Elon Musk? Yeah. Do you see any Tesla ads? No, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly my point. So they're spending zero money on marketing because they have no ads. There's none. I looked. There's none. Yeah. What What do you think? What do you think? Uh, so, but my Kanye point is, my West point is, is doing with his nonsensical Donna listening parties. Yeah, I don't know what this. I haven't heard about this. This sounds like some Garrett. You haven't shit. heard about this? No, this sounds like something Garrett would want to talk about. It's just. It's a shame you haven't heard about it. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's like all this fucking social. Why do you pay? Why would you pay for marketing when Elon when Musk can say stupid shit, random stuff? Yeah. Always in the he's in the news every day. Every day, the so, stock price is on the news every day. So, did they win? Who? Tesla, is that a strategy for winning by do, by by having this? Uh, Maybe, I mean, I, so this, far it is right. I mean, look at their look at how much the stock price is, and their sales, even their sales that they're like what sold outsold everybody, but like outsold who on what? They outsold everybody. They were the best selling car in twenty twenty. I don't think that's true at all. I think that's true. We like make more engines a year than they make. We make more V6s than I don't know. I, I, like, I don't even, like. I I'm gonna look. I don't. I heard that somewhere. I don't know where you got that from. I think that would have been like. I mean, they delivered a record number of cars. Oh, yeah, it's saying right here. Tesla delivered 180,000 cars. Oh, that was in the fourth quarter. Oh, they're the best-selling electric car. Okay, yeah, that, that's that's a different category then. That's not I even was a category. Like, it's still the Ford F-150. Yeah, yeah. How are you going to build a Ford F-150? With 1.9 million units in 2020. 1.9 units? 1.9 million units. Yeah, okay. That's a lot of cars. Yeah. And Tesla maybe sold half a mil. Okay, so yeah, so that's that that result that I heard. I heard it on like a YouTube video, which that's skewed. I think I heard it on one of those like I watch a lot of like review YouTube 
guys that don't really know cars, but they talk about cars a lot. You know, they review gadgets and they talk about cars every now and then. Now that gadgets are kind of cars, I I can't stand those kind of people. They're fundamentally evil in my mind. Uh, I think you'd like this dude. He actually does a really good job. I mean, he maybe he does do a good job, but you know. Which, by the way, we should buy the website Y-O-U-T-B-E because that's not a website yet and that's a common misspelling for YouTube. So, Are we going to rename this podcast A Common Misspelling of YouTube? Yes. <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to look up the guy that reviews. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't trust anything for the most part that I, I heard know, I, with YouTube off anybody... Well, that's why I that's with why a we certain it up. energy. There's a certain energy that I just don't trust. That's why we looked it up. That's why we went to our. Uh... You also watched the 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 Red and Chet dudes, and I learned. I heard something that uh, one yeah, of those guys, guy, Marquise Brownlee, Marquise. that's his name. Have you heard that that one of those of the Rhett and Chet of the Good Mythical Morning, like either it's a not allegedly allegedly. Either a Nazi or some sort of like. Uh, well, I don't think any of this is true. I can fundamentally say I don't think any of this is true. But go on, I'm listening. I would like to hear more. It, or it maybe wasn't a Nazi. It was a. It was either that he grew up this way or he. Well, they're both from it. South Carolina. So yeah. So okay, I'm not. I'm not thinking Nazi. I mean, like Confederate, like. He believes in the idea of the lost cause or whatever that is, or he believes there's these people that believe the free state people who don't believe that they are citizens of the United States. Hmm. I I haven't heard this, but I I'm not doubting it just because they're from they're from uh, the south. south. I don't think you have to be from the south to be an idiot, but yeah. Well, I, I don't think he's. I don't. I'm not saying I think he's an idiot. I'm just saying, I believe that this thing that you're saying could be true because he's from the South. Well, I that's feel like that's wrong to say about Southerners. Well, maybe you can I be mean, from the North and be hateful. Prove us wrong. Uh, I'm going to send you the link for this person that I think you should just watch some of his videos. Okay. You don't have to, but it's just a suggestion. Anyways, I just think that we're talking about strange cars. We're talking about cars, people. Be happy. All right. We're talking Tw- about vehicles. 27 of the weirdest okay. special edition cars ever made on road and track. Okay. Uh, the first picture, this was from July 10th of 2020. Share your screen, please. Are these niche models? Is this like a Porsche 911 Singer or something? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm just, I saw this. Oh. I Googled special edition cars to get us back on topic. Okay. Uh, we'll see how this podcast goes from now on. Uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> a rodent track uh, of uh, 27 of the weirdest cars ever made. And that kind of falls into what we're talking about here. First picture is a fucking Harlequin. Uh, and we're going to go through this. All right. Because I think this will maybe see if we remember it. Like, like if we were to, we should make a list. People love lists. We should do this on like Instagram or something. We should like put together a slideshow or some okay. bullshit. Yeah. 
that is bullshitty. Yeah. Um, and we could go through like, you know, of these special edition cars, how successful they were at the marketing campaign that they were part of. And then like their significance to history. So, one of 27. Jesus, this is going to be slow. Toyota Tundra Terminator 3 Special Edition. Okay, so this is like... What is this? When was this made? Like 2010? That looks terrible, though. 2010 or like 2002. I mean, that whole stretch of time from... It's probably early 2000 Toyota Tundra. 850 of these made. And all it has is a Boked grill. People are so fucking stupid. It does. It Marketing look people good. are awful. All it has is, is a grill, an aftermarket exhaust, some different wheels, and a better lighting. Whatever the hell that means. And then probably have their standard V8. Oh my god. Hyundai Kona Iron Man edition. Oh gosh. What does it have? Fuck? Iron Man on the roof. Does it have? Yeah, Iron it Man does. On the roof? It's got his little oh logo, and it's multicolored. See? See, but but was this a press vehicle or was this for someone? That's what I'm saying. Like, who's buying this, and, and is this worth is this worth anything today? I don't know. Why is this something that's on Road and Track? Wasn't Road and Track once upon a time a a prestigious magazine? Now they just have List. I guess we're here. Oh, this is oh no. What is this? So this is the I8 Memphis style. I8 Memphis style. Okay, so this is at least very German. Incredibly ugly. And you think that's ugly? Yeah, for people listening, it is a BMW i8, which is already a hideous car, bathed in zebra stripes with a yellow front fender, like it's the same yellow that. as the Turing, and it's then got, green. Yeah, it BS looks like your fucking it. car. It looks like the Turing, but with zebra stripes down the side. This is very 80s. I think this works very well. It's so stupid, but I think it. Uh, how many of those did they make? I don't know. It doesn't say. I don't think they probably did many of them. I bet you this is like one of one or some bullshit. Yeah, that's some press car. Okay, here we go. The Infinity FX Vettel for Sebastian Vettel's second Formula One championship. Okay, that seems very reasonable, though. But who care? Who the fuck is? Do you think this was a successful vehicle? Soccer's bigger in everywhere in the world except for here, dude. This shows. Oh, it's not soccer. Sebastian Vettel's fucking Formula Formula One. (laughs) Okay, so failure of the car. Yep. Mercedes-Benz A180. (sighs) I don't like this. I already am out on that. Also, for an F1 champion. Is this something that only happened in in Japan? Because for those of us (laughs) not looking at this. No, this looks like something that come out of Japan. Because it's like a little... Like a little narrow wheelbase, but four door, really like tall. Yeah. Like, yeah, a key car. But a non sporty A class hatchback. So fancy. Hmm. Oh my God. So, this is a Hyundai Tucson, the Walking Dead edition. Has a 72 hour survival backpack in it. But, okay, so, because everybody Look else can't this. see these. Look at everybody this. else can't see these. That's fine. This is a black Hyundai Tucson with the seemingly the only difference is the stripe down the side. No, look, it's like hands. It's like hands reaching up oh. from the from like where the mud would splash up from the front tires. Oh, yeah, it's like a trying to grab point. at the driver, like a little. Yes. 
It's got roof rack rails. Jesus. Oh, no. What the fuck? The Ford Kai Lufwasa. Lufwasa. Is that the airplane? Yeah, how are you saying it? Say it. Say whatever you're going to say. Lufwasa. Lufwasa. I think. I don't fucking. Lufwasa. None of these are good. Call okay. of Duty Black Ops Edition. Saw one of those the G. other day. Yeah, these still exist. Yeah, they're still. It's it's. What was this for? Marketing. Yeah, marketing. We get. A, I bet you Jeep got paid for this. Jeep probably they, got paid by Call of Duty for this. Probably. Some stickers. Jeep. I bet loves Jeep their got stickers. paid for that, and Call of Duty had to pay to put the Jeeps in the game. I bet you that was a thing. Hundred percent. A Ferrari five nine nine China white. Uh, so it's a Ferrari that is, I don't know if that is paint or if that's a sticker, like a, like a whole vehicle wrap, but it, it's made to look like, you know, Chinese porcelain, you know, where it's all cracked. Yeah, for the listeners, it looks absolutely freaking terrible. Uh, it kind of looks like a snake. Yeah, it looks like broken if glass. It w- if it wasn't in mint, like it's a kind of a mint color overall. It would, like, if, I don't know. They could make that look better. It's just if it wasn't mint. Or a Ferrari. Yeah, that Ferrari. Not good. I mean, this is a one and one But, like, did Ferrari actually? Okay, I guess they worked with fucking Ferrari. But that that I don't count as a, a, one of these things. Like, yeah, Ferrari neither do I. One of one, that doesn't count. And it's Ferrari's also normally rare. So it's like. All right, here we go. Here we go to another F1 inspired car. So this is a Fiat. Fiat Ciciento? Ciciento? I think that's probably it. Sporting Michael Schumacher. Pretty sporty. Zero to 60 time of 10 seconds. And this looks like a car from like 98. Yeah, it does. It looks very old. So, I mean, I don't know. A little car like that, zero to 60 in 10 seconds. Is that fast? I mean, for that size of car, maybe. I mean, because like we, we, you know. It's a key car. It's like small. We haven't always could, been going. Sounds like fast. Oh my god, that's so gross. It's got RSs on it though. No, it doesn't. Those yeah, it does. Those, they like, t- those are those like knockoff RSs oh, that, that I'm gonna zoom in Lincoln on this. made. I think they were still BBSs. If that's true, I will be very shocked. Whatever. Anyways, it's a Jack Nicholas Lincoln Town car. Oh my god, McLaren 570S. Canadian Commission. What the fuck is the Canadian Commission? No clue. What sports. does it say? Oh, it's sports. Whatever Canadian Can-Am. Oh, it's like racing. Oh, I know what Can-Am is. Yeah, so my grandpa raced in Can-Am. In Canada? Yeah, in the Canadian... Amer- well, Can-Am stands for Canadian American Racing League. Oh, okay. That's not... This is... None of these... This is not a count. Okay, I think this one's going to be good. Okay, here we go. Here's like a really early one of these special editions. Like, okay. Probably... This one makes sense, though. This one makes sense, but... Okay, but but you got to time out and you got to I think this, this only two... makes sense because of your love of the product or of the... Of but the who edition. was this... But who was this a marketing campaign for? Was this a marketing campaign for the Gremlin or was this a marketing campaign for Levi? No, I think this was a, this was a marketing campaign for Gremlin. To sell to kids. You think the Gremlin teamed up with Levi? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't think 
I don't think Levi has ever needed a car company to build a Levi themed car. I didn't know if maybe jeans. they were like, we're bringing back the 501s. Let's no. release a gremlin. No, because like, you got to think of Levi, like jeans, right? They're like the cool kid America fight communism shit. Yeah. Right? So this is, and so this is like one, this is a really good example of one. This is actually a really good one because what number are we at here? We're at 13 of 27. So this is, this is a pretty good one because it, I remember it. And I think a lot of people remember it. I 100% don't remember this. You don't remember this? No. It comes up every so often. Like I think 1973, even, I wasn't even born yet. Sure, but but I guess that's what I'm saying. Like It probably wasn't, and maybe it was, it probably wasn't as effective as a marketing campaign because obviously AMC 10 years later, no more. Yeah. But like as, as something to demonstrate, because this is probably a very early example of these kind of spe- mass market brands okay coming out with this kind of edition because I, I mean how many other car you think we're gonna see a car before 1973 on this list no probably not but then also my next question is do you think it did well t- enough to justify them teaming up with levi's because I, I imagine they had to pay levi to do it right yeah no i'm sure they did but but it's a matter of um like Are how do you define for good sale? No, no. Like, did it do? Did their sales increase with the Levi edition, or did they stay stagnant? Because they were obviously stagnant. Let's find out. See, I always thought that these type of cars were sales boosters on like a stagnant model. I don't. I. I no. I think they're. I think they're for the. Well, but like the Dodge Caravan Hellcat edition. Oh, we're not selling a lot of caravans. Let's put a seven hundred seven horsepower V eight in it. Oh, cool. Yeah, now we're selling a bunch of them. Sick. They kill your whole family at once, rather than just you and your brother. And I think it was this. I, th- I, th- I think this one call- calls it well. So, Wikipedia's quoting: AMC marketed the Gremlin as cute and different, a strategy successful in attracting more than eighty, sixty percent of purchasers under the age of thirty-five. I think they were trying to go for younger, hip kids. Hip kids, and, and you know, I don't know. Yeah, you're kind of weird about Levi. Yeah, you get it because you love Levi's. Yeah, that makes sense. I would buy one of those. I wouldn't buy it because of that, but yeah, I probably would. That's probably the only reason I would buy it. Right? I mean, in 1973, you know, after after muscle cars have have faded away and the only option is is the only thing you can afford is a is a uh Levi. I'm trying see. to see if it's got numbers on it. Okay, so in 1973, the year they released this interior trim, Sales improved to 122,000, nearly 30 percent more than 1972. So there you go. It it proved the sales 30 percent. Okay, that's decent. I mean, that's probably worth it then. And then there you go. And then in 1974, an increase of over 40 percent from you know. the Levi's edition. Well, we don't know if it's from the Levi's uh, position well, or we would uh, like to hope. edition, but 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 they did something that obviously. You know that, and you know, and and, and then you know, exposure, they out, press, general stuff. Yeah, okay, well, I see what you're saying. Well, I think, and also, you got to think about 1974, comparing the AMC Gremlin to like other small car. I mean, at the time, there were no other small cars other than, you know, from a, a mass market standpoint, a VW Bug, right? So, yeah. Jettas weren't out, Rabbits weren't out, 
or I, you know, I guess rabbits is the only point, right? No, I don't think rabbits came out till what's eh, maybe seventy. I want to say seventy-five. Yeah, so seventy-five or seventy-six, because the Scirocco was like seventy-five, seventy-six as well. So, like, you know, I'm sure if we see numbers on here, so let's see what happened. Okay, so then here you go. So okay, so in seventy-five, so then in se- so in seventy-four, we were at one hundred and seventy thousand. 75, we had a 67% drop to 56,000. Uh, Wikipedia is claiming this relative to stagflation and all the fun stuff that happened in 1975. Uh, and then what happened in 76? Doesn't say. You could also get a V8 and a Gremlin. What the fuck? I did actually know that. All right, and sales tapered to 52. So, wow. So, really just American economics destroyed the gremlin and then probably yeah, so AMC. The golf, was, golf was 74. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the golf was that much of a success in the 70s. No, probably not. Not till, not till uh, 81. Oh, God damn it. With it's the, like with, with the GTI. It's doing this bullshitty fucking making me do the fucking ads yeah all right let's don't look don't whoa, look don't whoa, look whoa. don't look i looked at all of them oh my god you okay. guys this list gets so much better but all so right. much we're, off topic all right so we're, we're only at like 14 and the next one's like the star Ro- star wars edition rogue one nissan rogue what the fuck who cares yeah that's see but but look at that though they didn't do anything specifically different the only reason i bring up the harlequin all the time is because they had the Harlequin either required them to take 264 cars apart and mix the parts okay. up or paint 264 cars differently. So we're to 15 cars, and as I go through this list, the only one that I can say of any cultural significance has got to be this Levi edition. Right, I agree. All these other cars are just fucking side notes. And then we get to the Harlequin stickers at 16. Stickers. Some not even that. All right, so Harlequin, we've talked plenty of that. Next one is all right here's one so it's this this doesn't really i i don't know if this counts as a this mass special market edition. thing right. well it's yeah, definitely yeah. a special edition but it doesn't fall into it but i think it i think it is worthy of it being a special edition and that's this is the aston martin db9 gt bond edition because i think there is something fundamentally about james bond and aston martin that you know. But I feel like, don't you feel like they're kind of all have that same significance? Yeah, but I feel like because that making this, you know, this. I mean, I mean, I mean, one hundred and fifty cars for Aston yeah, Martin. Is making a lot, this, right? making this a special edition probably also makes it truly a special edition, yes. opposed to just like a sticker kit. Yeah, and it comes with a fucking special watch, right? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of yeah. cool. Well, at least that's something. Yeah, I agree. All right, here we go. We have this one-of-a-kind Bugatti Veyron Sport de la Blanc. I'm just going to... That's hideous, by the way. That looks like something that, I like, love that. Like when Little Wayne... That when it, this came out. I remember yeah. the day this came out. I loved it. But I feel like when Little Wayne raps and talks about Bugattis, this is what he imagines. Yeah, probably. They also did this in red and in gold. Right, here we go. Yeah, this is something also that they did several generations of, and I still think, I don't know. I don't know who it was for because 
Is it's, this it's for definitely Harley? for Harley fans? But is it for people that have Harleys to buy a truck, or is it for people that have a truck that like Harleys but can't ride a Harley? No, I'm gonna go with this is for people who have Harleys that want a truck and then they get a hauler truck. This is a Ford F one fifty Harley Davidson edition for yeah. people. We're at eighteen of twenty seven, so that means they've somehow found nine other special edition cars and all of these are awful. Well, except for two, three of them. The Neiman Marcus 007 edition of the BMW X3. Z3. Z3. Okay. Terrible. Uh, move on here. Terrible. Lamborghini Murcielago LP 6400 Versace. Terrible. Okay. Uh, we have the Victoria Beckham Range Rover. Terrible. Evoke. Terrible. These are awful. What the fuck? See, Kenneth Cold. This is what I'm saying. These are just like, th- this isn't these aren't special editions. These are like these are branded vehicles. This is a bad list. This is a terrible list. What was oh that Fiat God. 500? Was what was Gucci. that Fiat? It was a Gucci. Terrible. I've actually seen one of those in person. Terrible. All right, this is a Oh my God, never mind. Rolls-Royce Ghost Majestic Horse Edition to celebrate the Chinese Year of the Horse. Oh my god! I, are any of these not branded? Just I want to get through these and find one that's not. Nope, they're all branded or Chinese. <laughs> or Chinese. What was that last Jeep? Let's go to the Jeep because it's a Levi's edition Jeep Renegade. Was that seventy so, four? Yeah. So so the, so this is at a time when Jeep was you know part of AMC. So. Oh okay okay. okay at least yeah, that kind of so makes, makes sense. sense. So this was a carryover type thing. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't come out with this yet. Like in a new Jeep. Yeah. Probably cost too seats. much to advertise it that way. Be- I think Beetle actually had a, a, a Levi's edition, in fact. I actually think, think that's true. You, you know what else they had? They had those, um, the Fender edition. Yeah, which came with the guitar and stuff. Yeah, they did. There was a Beetle Levi edition. Yeah. All these car companies do these. Oh, and it's just, they're just denim. branding other people's brands. Onto your shitty brands. It was knockoff Levi's, so it was just called the denim, and it had to resemble Levi's. Okay. So, so, so are there any other examples like no the Harlequin I don't Hellcat think... even that isn't just a car in in itself? I don't think so. I think the only thing that I would say is the Harlequin. In that, the only thing that I guess could be that Mustang, because the Mustang, but that that's kind of branded. The Cobra Jet really isn't, hmm. but like the Bullet. Where do where does where does like branded? Where does like Shelby's and? Uh, yeah, but that's just taking a car and taking it to a coach builder. I guess not towards the later times, but early times it was. Yeah, I'm talking about. The late, the later ones, and those kind of, those kind of examples, but I guess that's just branding at some point. That was using Carol Shelby's branding at that point. Right. I think the Harlequin is the best fit for this list. The Hellcat as well, because they've, because it's not the whole. 
I think the Hellcat is the the case study. I, I think it's just difficult to do, right? How do you take a car, make it extraordinary so that you can sell the, the lower model? Well, but, okay, but to be fair, on the same note, BMW, Audi, Mercedes-Benz, yep. and Volkswagen have all been doing that of the last two years. BMW released the M Sport line, so now yep. you can get an M without actually buying an M. And it doesn't actually come with an M engine, but it comes with all the bullshit on the outside. Okay. You can buy an Audi S line, which is an Audi S, so you get an S4, but without the engine, and you just get all the S4 crap. You can get a Tiguan R-Line, which is a Tiguan, with all the stuff that you would get in an actual R-Car, but without being hopped up perform. They're just trim packages. It comes back to the same thing where they've you've got 900 what, trim packages. But are they good? But, but are they... Okay, but, but in those cases, they are all trying to sell a trim package, not sell a lower or a more widely available model, right? The, the, both in the Hellcat... And in the Harlequin example, they're not necessarily trying to sell Har- Hellcats or Harlequins. They are trying to sell something else, but to bring people into the dealership or to make them talk about that brand. But though all of those examples do not the M, whatever the fuck you were calling it, M Sport, yeah, the M Sport does not cause people to then go buy a base BMW, right? It it, it allows people who want to look like they own an M. To be charged a little more. To buy a three twenty eight with the M badges. That that definitely doesn't in my mind count. It would count I don't know, I'm trying to think of that would count if they if they had had a special edition M five and then people came in and bought a regular five series. Yeah. You know, like R eight. An R eight is is the but, is just the is could, the vehicle version of this but, as well. But this could be said that that could be said though about the Golf R. So they only release release a certain number of Golf Rs. Yeah, but not Golf, everybody can get one. Everybody gets hard for one, but not yeah. everybody can get one. And then they come in, and then you're like, well, I guess I'll just buy a GTI or a Golf. Yeah, but but do Especially they bring now, in? But do you think they br- okay? But do you think Golf Rs bring in Golf. people? To, to sell golfs back then? Like, were people coming in off the street look, wanting to look at, you know, test drive a golf R and then bought a golf with it? Mm, I mean, maybe. Yeah, not here, but definitely overseas, yes. Because, okay. I mean, I guess this goes along Because with overseas, like, you could get a golf in all-wheel drive. So people would be like, oh, I really want a golf R. And then they'd come in and they'd be like, whoa, 30 grand. I think I'll just go home with a V6 four-motion golf, which is pretty much the same thing, but yeah, not okay. an R. Because I mean, Halo cars do the same thing. Like you know, the R8 did is d- doing all of the things we're talking about here, or you know, the GT40. Yeah, Camaro. I guess Camaro that's true. does it does it really well. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Gets people in the door. Oh, I really want a Camaro. Well, I'm going to get a Chevy Cruze because that's what I can afford. Huh. I think that makes a better case for the for the Hellcat, though, right? Like they have to do something stupid relative to it. And I think, you know, maybe I'm I'm too deluded to like Hellcat or or Golf R, you know, for either one of them to for me to think it. But like, you know, if you asked regular people, the interesting thing to do would be exactly what you're about to say. Ask regular people why. What made you come in here? 
Because I know this. I know Carrie knows what a Hellcat is. But Carrie doesn't know what a Golf R is. And that's nothing to do with me. It's the fact that they make whirly boy noises. Yeah, but then you can ask regular people. And I feel like a lot of regular people don't know either one. I think... I think I think more regular people know Hellcat than than Golf R's, right? Because Hellcats sound a very specific way, and That's true. and then there's all these things about people being jackasses in in Hellcats. You, you don't hear like yeah, but if you were to ask anybody reference a muscle car, no one's saying Hellcat. No one, not a single person on earth. If you said no, say I'm saying new, Mustang. Yeah, they're gonna say a Mustang every time because Mustangs kill people every day, crowds of people. Yeah. But Mustangs so real- were designed to sell Mustangs, though. Yeah, the Hellcat was designed to sell, the, but the Charger was designed to sell Chargers. That's how the Hellcat began, was as a Charger. Sure, 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 but but it was something to take a platform. And th- I think this is the problem. There's just not that many old platforms that then somebody thinks, well, how do I rebuild? How do I make this new again? Right. Like the Golf is now dead. And the Eclipse is now an SUV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this just really goes to how sucky car trends have gone. Yeah. Just like there's how a lot of car companies now? that are just boring. Yeah, well, but even that, they're going- not even good at making SUV. We, we go on to this about this, about uh, like – we should how, do an SUV episode. We should well, do we just go through all of Nissan. About SUVs. No, 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 not SUVs. I don't have a problem fundamentally with SUVs. I have a problem with shitty cars. SUV or car otherwise. Because there's a lot of SUVs that are shitty SUVs, and there's a lot of SUVs that are good SUVs. And Nissan makes neither one. No, or Nissan they, no, hasn't made a, shitty. It hasn't made a good car in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Terrible cars. Terrible. I mean, they're trying to... I mean, you know, whenever they were under the hold of Renault, they just fucked everything to hell. What do you think about GTRs? GTRs. I think that was... I think... I, this this comes back to how the Japanese... Like, R35 I, GTRs. No, no, I, I, know, I know what you're saying. But I think this comes back to how, at its heart, Nissan... When Nissan is run... By Japanese engineers, they make cool stuff. And when they're not, they build shit. And I think that is true for all car companies. Look at look at GM. What there's not most GMs are just shit for vehicles. Terrible. Yeah. And they still sell tons of them, but they're just boring cars for the most part. Well they to to GMs uh Side to GM's, yeah, whatever. Credit, yeah, credit. They tried to build several cool cars that everybody said they wanted. The problem is, and I think that's this: you've got a small enthusiast group that says, "We really want the wagon. We really want the wagon. We really want the the V8 saloon. We really want the V8 estate." And then no one buys it once they make it, because, like you said, like you've said several times, enthusiasts don't buy new cars. Well, I mean, some enthusiasts do. Corvette but not, owners, right? But not the, but not the guys that are online saying. No, like, not that most of the people online saying it. Make a, it. make a, 
Oh, make oh keep the CTSV wagon. We love it. I'd definitely buy one. I'd definitely buy one. And they make it, and then and they're like, oh well, we only sold five last year. So. I mean, GM. I don't know if GM still does, but GM probably makes the most beautiful wagon outside of a Volvo in North America, and it's a yeah, Buick, and it's a. I actually, that's probably. The, <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. I I don't think it's better than the. The Volvo, I think it's the not Volvo better than it's, it doesn't look better than the, Vol, the Volvo, but it's a it's but it a nice does car. look really good. We should do that. But we should, it, uh, but it won't sell here, but it won't sell because no one cares. No, they don't. No. We, we should, so we should do this sometime. You and me, we should go to like car dealerships that aren't our own, and we should do that thing that that we should get a TikTok um, and do that thing that people do where you just go in and you push on the interior bits and you make them squeak. And then just get all of our first opinions on the cars. That is that is the YouTube channel we should start. Like on-the-fly podcasting. Yeah, just on-the-fly. We would sit in it and then just start giving all of the opinions that we have. And like you do it and I'll do it. We don't see each other, but we'll do it on the same car. But for everywhere. Every We should like pick a couple cars from each brand and then do that. Because, you know, I don't know if I've talked about this, but I've got like a Chevy... Uh, bolt or not bolt volt that I'm benchmarking and it's what a god awful car so is this a gen 2 volt yeah yeah I think the gen 1 might have been more comfortable but I think they really cocked up the gen 1 though between concept and production they really cocked it up in the way it looks everything oh, totally okay. Interior, well, have, you, have you ever driven one though yeah because I'm of the opinion that the way it goes forward and you go with, with positive acceleration is very good for a consumer-level car. And everything else about the car is shit. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really like the drive of it. Which part of the drive? Well, I was driving a Gen 1. Yeah. All the going it. forward and like... accelerating. Positive acceleration. I guess... I guess I didn't pay that close of attention to it to where I could okay. notate it, but I just remember being unimpressed. I remember being very impressed with the concept car and the and the pictures and the yeah. everything. And then when I got it to the dealership, I was like, "This is a disaster."